Welcome, everybody. It's another edition of the Sports Hole. I'm your host, Luke. With me, as always, XFL Jim. And the man, some you guys all call Too Hood, Too Ghetto. Too Ghetto. Ghetto Matty Goldberg. Matty Too Ghetto Goldberg. What's going on, Matty dog? Matty G's. What's up, brothers? What's happening? We're in April, man. Eric. No more college basketball. No more Not nothing. Until next year. I always feel like crazy. a little gap after college basketball. I'm the I'm the XFL guy, and like I have football forever. But there is something magical about wait, college I, basketball. Wait, can I there's a little gap. Like the first weekend of March Madness is like better than the Final Four by four, far. Like there's something so great about the first two days. Well, it's just there's so much, so much gambling, so many yeah. buzzer beaters, so many shocks. So many like, oh, I can miss that game. And then you realize it's a game of the day and you fucked up because you missed it. Excuse me. Just had dinner. But it was a great tournament. Uh, yeah, <laughs> number one go down. Well, I mean, the final four was okay. Good buzzer beater, though, by San Diego State. But UConn just rolled. Yeah. And congratulations, Jim. Was yeah, Jimbo, the yep, real I feel winner. real good about this. I won my bracket at work, and then I also had a nice little future on UConn. Feel you should have went good. into work and told so your you, boss to suck your dog. You kind of made your Vegas money back, would you say, right? No, I lost five grand in Vegas, Maddie. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> you didn't you made, lose you made a fifth it. of it back. Well, I lost. You knew exactly where it went. True. Yeah. It went to the roulette table. Oh. Oh, but I think this was this is one of the best tournaments I can remember in the at least recent history. Personally. You know what's crazy? I was watching a shitty movie called The Pickup Artist from 1987. No, Robert Downey Robert Jr. Yeah, so there's yeah. a scene where his girlfriend, Molly Ringwald's dad, played by Dennis Hopper, owes like 50 grand to gamblers. And what does he do? He goes to AC, he sells his Camaro, he puts all the money on one lucky number. And he hits 35 to 1. It only happens in the movie, Jim. It's <laughs> only in the movies. Yeah. Was, uh, you guys ever watch uh, California Split? No. Nah. That's uh that's a good one with Elliot Gould. And they go to they, they go to Reno and he's just gambling poker. And yep. it, you know, it's one of those things where he works himself into a big debt and now he's gotta get out of it. You know, we should do a top 10 gambling movies. Yeah, yeah we should. We definitely should. The original well, the, Gambler is pretty good. It was very depressing. Well, we include those movies where it's like, I bet you can't take so-and-so to prom. See, no, those don't count. Like, the, she's all that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and That's my like, favorite gambling movie. That's a lot of people's favorite any gambling girl, movie. Any girl. Her. You mean the hottest chick who wears nerd glasses and all yeah. you got to do is take her glasses off and she's a 10? Anybody but her. I, I wrote a sketch about that, those types of movies once, but it was like yeah. the guy's like her and it's like Susan Dweller. And then he's like pointing to the, the TV screen and it was like Hillary Clinton. It's like, you got to <laughs> take Hillary Clinton to prom. And then the joke was that like, he's going to make her hot. Like all that, the shit she'd accomplished meant nothing. And that yeah. is, he's just got to make her, you know, well, get it all gussied up. One of those movies, like the parody movies, they did one where they just they like did a redo where they just took the glasses off the girl. That, that was not, a, yeah, not another teen movie did yeah, that. That, was, oh, that was great. Chris Evans's yeah. best 
ever. Yeah. Didn't even shit on my chest. Yeah. That's what I remember. I, I went to see that movie in the theaters. And while I was in the restroom, I saw Iggy Pop pissing next to me. And I took everything I had not to look at his dick. I mean, I would have looked at his dick. And I'd heard he had a huge hog, too. And I was real curious. And we were born in the same town, too. You're a better man than me, Luke, because I would have just You would have looked at I his dick? Stared. I would have looked at his dick. You said, ah, oh, that thing's got a lot of pop. We ha- You have to know. Maddie, would you have looked at Iggy Pop's dick? Would I what? Have looked at Iggy Pop's dick? No, but, uh, you know, he, I'm going to say one of the things that's overlooked about Michigan is it it didn't invent punk rock. So, like, I was thinking about the punk rock museum, which I was talking about that just opened in Vegas. If you have, like, the first five nominations, you got to even go before the Ramones, and you got to go with Iggy Pop and the MC5, which are, Michigan, sure. even a black band, Death, yes, which was uh, one of the original Michigan punk bands. I didn't know they were from Michigan. Yeah, I think they're from Detroit. Yeah, there's a documentary I've been trying to watch on them. Yeah, I think so. they're from Detroit. So Michigan did invent punk rock, and Iggy Pop still got it, still probably got a nice hog. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I still want to see it. Well, Let's I, all see it. Let's get a GoFundMe. It's got to be 75, 80 now. Yeah, do you know what? Like, I, he's he's touring, and I'm like, I should go see him, even though he's ancient. Yeah. And then, like, I go to get tickets, and they were all like a bazillion dollars. I'm like, why the fuck is every concert so expensive? Well, it's the same with like Paul McCartney. Still, you when I was growing make... up, like, you could pay like 12, 15 bucks and well, get well, a thing about Fugazi. But even when I was like younger, yeah. when I was in my like early twenties and teens and whatnot, you could go to a concert for like fifty bucks. Yeah, but the problem is that there's no bands are just putting their albums on YouTube because it's going to be downloaded. So they're making all their money on concert tickets. So also, like, okay, there's well, only Ticketmaster now. Right. And, and like, so it's you still, get a base rate and all of a sudden it's practically double that by the time you're at yeah. checkout. Tickets service are way fees. Yeah. And it's all such the a scam. I have shit. no and idea the- how the government allows this type of monopoly. There, there was a whole hearing about it like a, two yeah. months ago or something like that because of a, the Taylor Swift stuff. Oh, right. Well, well Pearl Jam so, was trying uh, to go at them back in the day, yeah. too, Jam, which yeah, I was Pearl funny because back in the day, I thought they were just morons. And now I'm like, oh, wow, they're right. Like, Well, look at Fugazi. I saw Fugazi for five bucks and probably... 1991 and that they that's what they charge they charge five dollars yeah those days are over though well yeah that's that's kind of foolish no now you got to pay two grand to go see somebody it's crazy much yeah blink 182 tickets are like some 500 to a couple grand that's crazy you got to take out a small loan. Shit. Well, I went, I went to see Roxy Music a while ago. And uh, how much was that? About 300 each, I think. And that Jeez. we had floor seats. And I mean, that this is definitely going to be their last tour in the States, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So I, I, I didn't mind paying for that. But, you know, um, all these t- like like when when Danza came out, I'm like, oh, do I bring someone or do I just get myself sick tickets? How so much I does just, that cost? I don't remember, but it was, it was, I remember it being worth, it was probably a couple hundred bucks to get in the pit. You know, I just got like, tickets to see Ween. I don't even know how much they are, but. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I might go see Adam Ant. He's playing at Pappy and Harriet's out here. Jim, you ever go out to Pappy and Harriet's when you were here? I did not. 
It is awesome. It's Where's that middle, at? It's in the middle of the, like the desert up by Joshua Tree. Oh, and uh, it's just a small sort of roadhouse looking place. And then so you get a lot of major bands that play there because uh, it's just been around for so Paul McCartney's played there. They either want to play like before their big shows or or after their big shows in L.A. Um, it's just sort of an institution out here. But it is uh, it's really cool. Great place to see a band. Let's see. You guys want to touch any more on the uh, NCAA men's before yeah, we dig into the... I, I do want to say, I think, is this UConn team like one of the best tournament teams of all time? Easily, yeah. They easily, they, right? They, I don't think... Yeah, I wouldn't put it as one of the greatest teams of all time, but... No, I'm they, saying, Maddie, I'm saying one of the best, yeah. like, turn, best teams like, right. in the tournament. Yeah. They handled everyone easily. They sure did. I never see anything like it. The couple of games I watched with them, it was just like, you know, a team would get within maybe single digits and then quickly be out of single. Yeah. You know, like I it bet was on just... a big yesterday. I was like, don't be stupid. They're killing everybody. San Diego State's probably got nothing left. They're going to like UConn didn't even have a tough game. Like they never even broke a sweat. It Their seems. closest game was the Miami game. And I think they won by 13. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they could score inside and outside and they were nine deep and they just, they had a very they just played really well and and they they uh, up front of the season they played awesome and then they had a, a bad swing of like 10 games where i think they went like two and eight or three and seven and that might have thrown some people off but they had a lot of fucking talent and they were very deep and they just got it's like who peaks or who gets hot at the right time i always think you should lose your tournament your conference tournament teams that win their conference tournament sometimes have nothing left like Marquette beat them. Marquette only made it to the second round. There's mm. something about losing your last conference game that keeps you hungry. Yeah, I, I can I see. I like that, Maddie. I can jive with that theory. So That's them good. losing by like a couple points was like, all right, let's go win this fucking So this thing. was their fifth national title yeah. since 1990. I, I knew they had had some good years there. I didn't realize it was that good. They're, they've yeah, been Jim really good. a legend. Now they yeah, or, were they were the Northwestern, as I said, of the Big East. But Jim Calhoun came there, and his whole thing was like, "I'm going to bring you kids in to like challenge the big schools. Like, let's start our own thing here. Like, let's start something at UConn as these like these little, you know, kind of the Davids against the Goliaths." And then he became the Goliath. Uh, Kevin Ollie came in, a former player, did good, won a championship, then kind of lost the program. And Danny Hurley kept going up the ranks of coaching from Wagner to Rhode Island to Yukon. And, you know, I go back to uh, growing up on the East Coast. His father was a huge deal. So his father was one of the greatest high school basketball coaches at St. Anthony's in New Jersey, which probably developed like 15 NBA players. And, of course, his brother. And when he was on Seton Hall, Danny, it was brutal. He was not a good player. They used to chant Bobby's better. You could tell it was really hurting him. And he he quit the team for a while. And he went like deep. He was like the first mental health guy. And you could just see it was, he was like, it was really hard because Bobby was such a better college player than he was. And he's a Bobby was so annoying. I couldn't imagine anyone outside of Chapel Hill liking Bobby Hurley. Like, well, I don't think they liked him in Chapel Hill because that's North Carolina. But I'm sorry, uh, Durham. <laughs> Durham. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you watch the Christian Laidner doc, 
they talk about how Christian Lehner used to torture Bobby Hurley and like pick mm-hmm. on him, beat him up and shit like that. And Bobby was a floor puncher, and nobody liked the Duke floor punchers. The guys <laughs> that banged the floor like this. Oh yeah. He was like the ultimate annoying floor puncher. Come on. You know yeah. I'm gonna take a charge from you. Just bring yeah. it. Just so good on it. Danny. He seems like a fun guy. He was really funny in the interviews. Uh, they're going to build something good. Like they're always going to be recruiting. They're kind of going to take over for what I think Villanova did the last few years. So I always think they'll always be recruiting big and they'll be back. And it's a, it's a, you know, for men's and women's basketball, it's a hell of a a program. And dare I say that the college basketball women's that are, people are talking about it more than the men's. Oh, mama. Fuck. Yeah. There was way more drama so. on this one. What a segue. There was great. There was you do a segue. They the had final a single... four. The final four was amazing. And the championship yep. game while the rest were shit, it was still like a fun game. Well, it was an intense game. You, you could see how high the stakes were. You could see how I feel like I were, you know, sometimes when you beat an incredible team and you have a big upset, you don't have much left, and it just seemed like they didn't have anything left. And LSU, what I learned, all are from, like, the transfer portal. So it's like an all-star team of, like, really good college players put together. But, you know, they were a championship team. They got a great coach. I like the lady who's flashy. I hate LSU's coach. Why? I like it. I like it. She's like Ric Flair. No, no, her outfit is fine. I love, yeah. I love the flashiness. I love okay. that. She she gets away with so much bullshit that I feel like not other coaches don't get but away. That's with. on the refs. Yeah, the refs don't fuck with her, which is stupid. It makes me hate her. I I love LSU. Don't hate the I love player. The hate the they game. Have, but like, yeah. she was on the court for like half the game. I, I agree, but again, that's on the refs to call a tee. And of course, they called the T on the Caitlin Clark for just kind of pushing the ball away, which is a little ridiculous. And then, you know, everybody wants to talk about what their thought is on the end of the game and the taunting and all that shit. I thought it was awesome. (laughs) Really? Come on. Yeah, I fucking love that shit, Maddie. That stuff is what makes sports awesome. But like that was after the game, though. Still, though. I think she should have gotten home, followed her in her car, and then made sure she saw her at home. What if in the Nebraska plays Colorado, fucking Dion goes up to Matt Rule after the game and puts the ring right to I'll hate it forever, and I hate Dion, but but hate is what makes sports awesome. Look, it's great for the game. It is is absolutely – hold on. on. (laughs) Jesus, Matty. Hold on, my nephew's driving me nuts. Hold on. Why, well, how is he even texting he's in, you? He's like he's six. in Mexico. <laughs> he's racking up the the hey, roaming fees. I'm doing my podcast <laughs> with XFL Jim. But wait, hey, what? How many wins do the Guardians have? Who did they just beat this week? Oh boy. You're right. <laughs> well, listen, there's no football player. Yeah, hurry up. He's in Mexico. Oh, he should be drinking a pina colada. The ice oh, cube is five, go, five go for a pina colada now. If you look at the 1985 NFL highlights, 
All right, you'll find the ice cube and the fridge. Right. Yeah, he's obsessed with football. So I showed him the fridge, and then I showed him the ice cube. You should get him, like, a football history book. Oh, he's got tons. I read him the Tiki Barber book. You read like him the Tiki, Tiki Barber, Barber book? There's a Tiki Barber children's book. Was there a Marion Barber? <laughs> about his career. Not about his adultery, just about his football career. Is there a Brutus the Barber children's book? No, but that would be awesome. But he is obsessed with football, but he doesn't like losing. His team is 0-3. I'm the assistant coach. I've done a poor job. It's like the Guardians coach out there sometimes. Well, when you should root for whatever team is facing the Guardians, then point to your ring finger after they beat their ass. Oh, man. But but did Jim, that upset I mean, you, Maddie? I, <laughs> look, I, I think it's great for the sport. It's going to bring so much interest. It This stuff helps it. I also think with ESPN, it's like, they push college basketball, women's college basketball. And I'm like, don't push it down our throat. Just oh, they, they shoved it down. I, I mean, yes, it, it was non-consensual the way they were yeah. shoving it I down. I talked about throat. this with flow naturally. I talked about this with Chase because yeah. the XFL, like DC has the beer snake and everything. That's a really yeah. cool thing that they do. I but saw. since ESPN's running it, they just shove it down your throat every time it's a DC home game. And now I'm sick of it. DC, ESPN is like the poster child of taking a good thing and just shoving it down yeah. your throat. Well, they were like also they would they would kind of trick you. Like yeah. you would see like you, you they would say something and phrase it like you normally do with the men's sports, like just assuming you kind of like they would talk about one of the schools and you think they're talking about the men's sports. So then I click on it. And it's like women's basketball. And I'm like, what the fuck? You just tricked me into this. Like, well, Jim, are you jacking off? No, I'm I'm itching my foot. It's wild that that the first story on a sports center is girls basketball. Because, you know, you watch sports center 30 years ago. That might not make it even on the highlights. They might just throw a score up there if that. Oh, yeah. So it's come a long way. And. Just let the product be like I got into it because I heard how great this girl was at shooting. And then I watched her. I'm like, this reminded me of this brought me back to Steph Curry on Davidson because that that game, like you only remember Steph Curry on that team. And he was single handedly. Yeah, it was amazing. That team and, and the whole country was like, this is awesome. This is a tiny college of one guy just hitting threes from like half court. This is really fun, and we all caught in that. You know, I know like people are gonna talk about why you rooted for her. You know, this because she's entertaining as hell. She's fun. She's fun. She does a little John Cena. I don't think that was trash talking. I think when you do it to the crowd or you do it to your own team, I think that's okay. I mean, I, I thought what the other girl did to her was a, was bush league, but it's not worthy of like, oh my god, like this is. You know, it's just like, yeah, she did it. She got caught up in the moment. She probably had friends on other teams that they wanted to kick. I was asked. They kicked their ass. And then whatever happened, happened. Actually, I think the biggest idiot of the of the weekend, though, was Jill Biden, who like. Oh, what a dumb. Bitch. Who like invited Iowa too? they're like, she's like, I want Iowa to come to the White House, too. And then she had to backtrack it. They had to backtrack it later on. Even even Caitlin Clark said, listen, they yeah. deserve to go. It's their moment. They deserve it. We'll go when we win. 
and and some of the it was funny some of the LSU girls were like, okay, we'll go visit uh, Michelle Obama instead. So the cool thing about women's basketball in particular is I think a lot of them will probably come back too because they can make more money in college than they could in the pros. Probably. And it's somehow. Yeah. I don't know why, like how Caitlin Clark should be able to go pro. Why? Like, but no, no, she can't. She can't. She's a senior. She's a senior, but she has that COVID year. year. She's got the COVID year. What are the rules for women's basketball? I think what do you, you gotta mean? Do three years. You got to do three years before you can three. leave. Yeah, she she is a senior though. Clark is a senior. She could go pro. I, I bet she. I, I think she stays. Yeah, I no, I, I, play, she's be a lot she's of great games next year. She's got so many nil deals. She's got like High V, Good Samaritan Hospital. She's got like four different nil deals. That are, she's making a ton of money. Well, she sure can play and. Her, you know, shooting was amazing. Her team wasn't that good. I like besides her, the only other player was the big center. And they so, got uh, they got fucked with fouls early <laughs> on too. Yeah. I was gonna say something inappropriate, but say it, Maddie. I don't even know what to say. I, I just she's a big center. She's a big girl. Well, that one, uh, that one that was on South Carolina, like every play was almost the same. Caitlin Clark would run down and do some amazing shot, and then they would just dump it down to that center on the other end. Uh, during that game, I don't know. Like that did not look like a well coached. Yeah, I was beating uh, South Carolina. It reminded me of when Duke beat UNLV, when UNLV was undefeated, won the championship the year before. Oh yeah, everybody was gonna crown them, and then you know, upset. It's so hard to go undefeated. Like there's gonna be a game, you're not gonna have your best game, and the other team is gonna have their best game, and South Carolina got caught. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a, a very entertaining Final Four. And uh, yeah, it's sad that college basketball is over, but hey, we got hockey and the NBA coming up, and the XFL playoff picture, baby. XFL, yeah, I really like what the Battle Hawks are doing. I, I I think they're gonna win the championship. I don't know why or how, but they are right now. Maddie has found kinship with Chase. He's also on yeah. the Battle Hawks. I think the defenders can be beat. I think the Houston Rubnecks are going the wrong way. I think the Sea Dragons are going the right way. The did you see they just did you see the Sea Dragons just picked up Philip Lindsay? No, that's pretty yeah, good. They got Philip Lindsay now. So you think he doesn't think he can play in the NFL next year? Uh I mean he's still like you, you play the XFL and the NFL. Okay, why not? Right? Double dip. You can yeah. double dip. Make like a cool, uh, however many. Out since he's only playing for partial season, I wonder what he's getting paid. My nephew, like, he just he was shocked about the Guardians beating the Defenders. I called that shit three weeks ago. Well, you were on it too. You had a little money line, and everything. I did. I Ten did. Points. Wow, it's pretty. Uh, it, it's uh, the playoff picture coming out. Yeah. How there's actually there's, there's one team that's been eliminated from the playoffs for the XFL. The Guardians? The Vipers. How many teams don't make the playoffs? Uh, Four. So four make it, four don't. Okay. so Two, they have... two from each division. So basically when the playoffs are just like a conference championship and then uh, Base, this, yeah, yeah, be... what is their Super Bowl called? Uh, they don't have a name for it yet. They'll probably unveil it week of. Just like the USFL did, and I already the forgot Rock what Bowl. the USFL called it. 
They should call it the Rock Bowl. The Guardians actually have a decent shot of making the playoffs now because the Renegades and the Brahmas are so are looking so bad and they're really hot. They're only a game or two behind, and yeah. they play both those teams in the upcoming weeks. So the Guardians could make a little run here. Well, I like do, the quarterback. Do you, do you, are you betting on the XFL? Oh, of course, Jim is. I am too. Oh, you're, you're talking to me? Yes, every game. Totals and spreads and sometimes money How's, line how's your like betting it. going this, this year? With spreads, that? I've been doing pretty good. Totals in the XFL are so wild to predict. It's I, I'm terrible with it, but I don't know anyone who's good with totals. Mm-hmm. Um, futures, I'm sitting on a, a Battle Hawks at like five or six to one. Okay. And a Roughnecks at eight to one. Hmm. I don't know if I, I don't think I dipped into the Sea Dragons at all. I was looking at them preseason as well. Sea Dragons. I just always think of that ride, the amusement the park. Sea the Dra- sea yeah, that was one of the scariest rides I ever went on. Oh, I loved it. It was so much fun. I just loved that ride. I thought it was like a silly, like easy ride. And when I, I was maybe like nine or 10, I went on it and I was like, I couldn't speak. I was, ter- I was like back? frozen in fear. I had no idea that it was like you almost tip over. Like to this day, I'm still traumatized. <laughs> I remember put your trying, hands up. I remember trying to yell, stop the machine, but I couldn't even speak. I was so scared. You were trying to rage against the machine. So I do have I a bet know. going for the XFL that if the guards, I made this like week two, that if yeah. the guardians make the playoffs, I have to eat a can of cat food. That's my cat food bet. So. So they probably have to win out, though, right? You're going to go with Pate or I, Shreds? I don't know if they fully have to win out, Maddie, but they have to win their next two games for sure. That's not going to be easy. Well, they play the Renegades and the Brahmas. They can beat the Brahmas. I think they can beat the Renegades. The Renegades are starting to fall apart, and, and like the Houston is starting to fall apart. So, yeah, I mean, they could. They play the but, Renegades, the Brahmas, and the Battlehawks. If they win out, they're in. And then somebody out of between St. Louis or Seattle is not going to make the playoffs. Hell, yeah. DC might not make DC, the playoffs. DC, yeah, that, that three-way race in the North is crazy. Those are the three yeah. best teams, and one of them is not getting yeah, in. Seattle's 5-2. and two, St. Louis is 5-2. and two, Defenders are 6-1. and one. You got it. You never know. I the, think they should just kill the, the divisions and just get the top four teams. It'll be really crazy. Uh, so if Seattle wins this week, this coming week at uh, against DC, yeah, it's going to be real interesting. Week nine, I think, when they play, yeah, week nine when they play the Battlehawks. Basically, the winner of that game will probably go to the playoffs. The loser gets to stay home. Gonna be intense, buddy. Maddie, yeah, tell us what's up with this MLB pitch clock. How's it working out? Well, I watch baseball. I don't really notice it that much because when I watch baseball, I don't really focus on it. It's like in the background. Mm-hmm. But uh, from what I heard on the poker felt on Friday night, which is a bunch of the sports fans, they all are saying they like the pitch clock. They've been watching a little more baseball. It's making the games go faster. It's more entertaining. So that's all I can say about it. Um, you really can't say like in baseball, like, Oh, this team is this, this team is that after four games. But the Phillies are one and four, which is surprising. And uh, I don't know. The, I, I can't even really, you can't even really tell anything until after about 10 or 20 games, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it's all up right. to a good start. Well, we'll That's all see. you need to know about baseball. People, the, it seems thumbs up. Thumbs up, Mike Utley. Yeah. 
I've also yeah. heard thumbs up for baseball. I've heard yeah. that from people. Baseball. Thumbs up. They're, they're hurting bad. So they, you know, they know they had to really. They, they needed at least one vote. thumb up. Yeah, they needed they needed people to go, hey, we like this. Hey, this is good. Hey, these games are worth watching because, you know, there's just too much good sports around them. And they're just, it loses popularity every year. And every year, baseball seems to be losing popularity. Man, I used to love going to games getting hammered. And yeah. now I'd have to take out a mortgage to do such a thing. Well, that's another problem. You know, concert tickets, baseball tickets, beer, beer costs a lot of money at these fucking games. Oh, it's not. How much is beer at like a Dodgers game? Probably eight to 10, 12. What, Maddie, what the fuck? That's Are really you, not I bad. I don't, I don't yeah, like beer. the fucking um, Birmingham Dodgers. I don't know. Like. No, these <laughs> things are like 20 bucks. I was going to say, it's yeah. like, it's got to be like 18, 20 bucks. A See, I don't yeah. really drink beer. And so I haven't like, been in a couple of years know. either. So I'd be, I bet it, it could be over. But then again, a soda is probably like 10 bucks. Yeah. So think, think of a well, soda. Yeah, sodas, you... sodas are like eight to 10 bucks at Nebraska football games. Insane. Yeah. Oof. Brutal. So the biggest, uh, Biggest news besides the championships or even above the championships this week is uh, Vince McMahon has a mustache. It has been confirmed. It's real. It's it real. Odd. Biggest it, news from WrestleMania. And it is odd. spectacular. Yeah, he looks odd. It doesn't really he, fit with him. He looks like an old 1920s silent film villain. Who puts a woman on a train. Yeah. yeah. Puts puts her on the train tracks and just like is twiddling his fingers. Waiting. While the piano is playing really his- fast. He would put his own daughter on a train. Oh, he would. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, Like while she's giving birth. Yeah. How much money did he make from the merger? Yeah, I don't know. So the UFC and WWE have merged, but the details are really kind of murky, except that it's going to be him and Ari Emanuel, who uh, it was a big uh, agent in Hollywood who now owns the UFC Sorry, guys, I just gotta... company endeavor. So is it like, is it a full merger or is it a company that now owns the both of them? I think it's a full merger. I think that endeavor, which is the UFC is going to own 51% of this new form, newly formed okay. company. And gold is, uh... <laughs> yeah. So our, if you watched entourage, yeah. Uh, Ari Emanuel is the inspiration for Ari Gold. Okay. Yeah. So just think of Jeremy Piven running, you know, I kind of like UFC. It. And then Vince McMahon is there running the WWE arm. So Vince McMahon, I think Ari is the number one. Vince McMahon is the number two. And then Dana White is number three over there. So how long has Vince got left in him? I don't know, but it, everything's funny because it was all like, well, first Vince stepped away yeah. and retired. And then he's like, well, I'm coming back just for the sale. And then it's like, no, he's fully back engaged. And now he's taking on a new position. Like it was all like he was never he will die in that office. He will die signing another, you know, non-disclosure agreement. Like the it's he, that's just he's never going to he can't let go. That's no, he'll be doing this till he's like 90. No, it's his whole life. I mean, he just isn't. He has no other hobbies. There's nothing else he's going to do. So there's no reason for him to retire. He should retire the mustache. I'm just going to say it. You don't like it. I mean, I love how hilarious it is. And it looks really bad. Also, the hair dye. 
Like yeah, he died. it's yeah. like I I don't. He looks like a he kind of looks like a Latino man now. Like he's it's because it's just it's a thin like straight a, mustache. Like, yeah, it's almost borderline a pencil mustache. Um, it could not look sleazier too. That's the best uh, part about it. It looks so fucking sleazy. It looks so sleazy. <laughs> looks like he just kind of hangs out at the strip club. Doesn't do anything. Oh, he just kind of hangs out there. Right. Like, and everybody knows who he is. Yeah. He's the regular that everyone just like, oh, yeah. He, yeah. He like every just, once in a while, he'll buy some people drinks. Yeah. Throws wads of money like at like trying to hurt the strippers. Like, just take them out. Um, no, but that is uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea why they're forming together i don't know the strategy uh, the strategy unless it's uh the ufc becomes sort of a feeder system for wrestlers you know when people get kind of too old for the ufc they'll go into that like conor mcgregor would be great in wwe yeah you'd have to like find yeah. the right personalities for it yeah i mean it would be it, it, that seems like a natural fit to me but i don't know what else because one's scripted one's not they're one's entertainment you know sports entertainment the other's real Pure sport. sports yeah you know like i i really am curious to see what they're thinking uh, of what what they're going to make out of this new company so, so they're going to have so ufc is now going to start doing uh still just the regular combat sports but they're going to have all the scripted out of octagon drama wait is this something you've heard no this is me making this oh up. okay yeah keep going i like this <laughs> so that like say you have just a ufc fight they're fighting for custody now of, of their of a child oh, or their fight wwe did do that they did with, uh, they did with, yeah <laughs> or they're fighting for like uh rele- like they get relegated now yeah <laughs> there's they just put everything on the line or like that conor mcgregor stuff when he was throwing uh benches at the bus oh, they just more, more of that except it's scripted now right and he's like oh your wife's panties she puts on the red panties when like, i'm Everything up to the actual fight is extremely, extremely corny and scripted. And then the yeah. fight's just real. That's not bad. Um, and then you just have to keep it going afterwards. And then like, but then who's going to jump it? Like somebody should jump in the ring immediately after the fight to start shit for the next fight. Or you just do a night of WWE and UFC where you like you do a WWE match and then a UFC match right after and then just There's switch no, them back and forth. I don't see that flying <laughs> at all. When you're, I've been to both, and you, <clears throat> I could not be in the mood for like one or the other. You know, like well, it's you, you be, got, yeah, it's got to be one or the other. You yeah. can't be, you can't do both. I think the problem is that wrestling is still theater, and it's like. WWE stinks lately because it's just I, I the drama. There was a, there was, a there was a couple good matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, but I'm more into the stories. I'm into the soap opera, the drama. Oh yeah, they they've been kind of faltering with that. They're terrible. The the athleticism is incredible. Don't get me wrong, but did I don't you see Rey Mysterio it. spank his son with a belt. I did not see that. <laughs> that was the that was the that was probably the best storyline of them all. Is that like Rey's son is all against him now. I mean, I sound like an old. He's a spark, deadbeat but, dad. Uh, you know, I, I, on YouTube, there's great videos of WWF from like '86 to '92, which is like, that's all I'll watch, and and some AEW. But I, I, the WWF. Every time I try to watch it, I try, I try. It just doesn't do anything for me. 
I can kind of tune in just for the just for like the acrobatics and stuff and some of the because yeah. some of the matches are super sick. Yeah. Um, but I'm with Maddie. Uh, the storylines just aren't doing it for me. Nobody can cut a promo. They don't know how to cut a promo. Do you I think mean, the death? Big. Do you think the death of kayfabe has hurt wrestling? I think that has, but I think like some of it, like MJF can cut a promo, CM Punk, uh, a couple other guys, but it's. What do you think about Cody Rhodes? He's okay. They're just the the promos are dead. I love MJF the, so the much. Humor though. is dead. You don't see anybody like flying Brian. I'm just being an old, you know, like the old guy, like, hey, my generation was better. So Maddie, I, Maddie's doing his get off my lawn sketch exactly. right now. Exactly. I'm doing my get off my lawn. I, it's just the way it is. Like, I, I want to get into it, but it's a more get off my lawn thing. It definitely is. Did you ever watch Lucha Underground? I'm, I see that thing again. That's acrobats. I like story. Oh, there was Lucha Underground had story every episode. Yeah. I went to I went to Lucha in in Mexico. It was a lot of fun. They had uh, they had like they have family show and then they have the bad boy show. And like during the bad boy show, it was like the whole crowd's like yelling out, fuck your mother and shit like that. It was a blast. (laughs) Maddie Lucha Underground was had an amazing storyline. There was a fucking resurrected dragon. I'm not oh, even kidding. Just, just watch. one of the wrestlers go. was a reincarnated dragon from the middle from Central America. Go wow. go YouTube Rick Rude from 1988 and just have him. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, smelly, out of shape sweat hogs to shut up, so I can show the ladies what a real body looks like. So that's, that's a, it. Done. Matt, there's not there's not any good heels. Is what Maddie's saying. MJF yes. is pretty good. Besides him, nobody. You know, it's nobody like Marvel. It's like uh, you know, it's like superhero movies. It's the villains that make the movie. Exactly. And if you don't have uh, a good villain, you're fucked. I mean, we miss Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Roddy Piper when he was a heel. I mean, these guys were great. I mean, but I, it's a get off my lawn thing. Like you're whoever, whatever your generation is, you always feel like that's the best. And you can't see anything but your generation, and I, and that's where I'm stuck in. Like I'm stuck in my generation. So I'm just like every I do try. There's times I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch Raw. I'm gonna give it a shot, and I'm like, this is horrific. <laughs> I can't get into any of this. I'm like, cool. You do flips. You do black back flips. You do this. You do that. You're also getting people that are in wrestling that aren't really wrestling fans. They're just really good acrobatics. Yeah, that just kind of makes me want to just tune in every once in a while. It doesn't make it like it doesn't make me want to consistently view. I mean, we had the like even past like the next generation was the Rock, Steve Austin, uh, man. That's that's my generation. That's my that's what. That's and how can you say what today is better than that? that I'm was not. Incredible. I'm not. I will never say it's better than that, Maddie. That was the hype for me. It was, was incredible. The, the Attitude Era is the best like wrestling I've ever seen in my and life. Even if, you, even if you didn't like the Attitude Era, you had WCW that had the NWO, which was fun too. I just think that some like I'm. I don't think today's better by any stretch. No. I, just like you're saying, I just I'll tune in for like the good match here and there. That's, the athleticism that's, that's how I view better. wrestling now. Yeah, the athleticism is a million times better, but I watch wrestling for the stories, for the drama. Yeah, like 
I used to wrestling used to be for me something that I had to consistently watch and keep up with yeah. to keep up with the stories. Sure. Now I'll tune in for like the occasional match and that's yeah. it. And I, I enjoy like I enjoy it that way and it's fun, but it's not what I loved about wrestling. I agree. So like, I still like when, it, but it's not as good. When, when Steve Austin hurt his neck and he couldn't really wrestle, and yet every week him and Vince did something new, where you know, like the corporate champ had to wear a suit, or you you know, you have arrested, and they get in this fight, and then Vince, like that was must see television every week, and Austin never even wrestled. He just went out there, drank a beer, told people to shut up, gave somebody the middle finger, and everybody went nuts. Magical. Fuck the luchadors. Hey, backyard <laughs> wrestling, Maddie. You gotta you gotta support the independent. I don't get that either. I can't watch Nick Cage. No, like I'll, I'll, Maddie, I'll send one to you that I think you might like. I don't know. I'll 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 link one to you that you might like. On a scale of one to violence being ten, no, how no, no. it's it's like maybe it's like normal it's like a combination of old school wrestling with the dumb storylines and backyard wrestling. It's got like gotcha. the independent budget feel. Yeah, send but, me a link. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. if I like it, I'll give it a shot. I'll send I mean, you a link. Again, I, I never thought I would love women's basketball this weekend. And I thought it was great. So you never know. It's just a damn shame that the refs fumbled at the biggest moment. Yeah. They did not have a good day, the championship game and all of America watched. So. That was not that was not a pretty night. Good for women's basketball though. I've been watching women's basketball on and off for like a few years because Nebraska's ever decent every once in a while. Well, they have a good volleyball team. We have a great have. volleyball team. I'll watch yeah. volleyball. What about uh their uh women's bowling team? I also watch that, Matt Luke. <laughs> I also watch that. <laughs> hard hard to find. Hard that to was, find. Uh... Impossible to bet on. Okay, so we were talking about that the girl from LSU being a little petty. Uh, yeah. Well, I was uh, watching this story on Rick Barry today. You ever yeah. you know about Rick Barry, <laughs> Jim? A little before everyone's time. I know Rick Barry. I know his sons, John Barry and Scooter yeah, he had Barry. two sons that played in the NBA. But Rick Barry is like honestly one of the best basketball players ever. Like yeah. he, if you look up his stats and everything, he averaged like yeah. 40 points a game in the, uh, you know, in the playoffs and, you know, one year and whatnot, but there was this game. He was like in a, in the conference finals and he got in a, he was known. He was like a real asshole, like just known as being a real asshole. So he got in a fight in this game seven in the conference finals. And uh, at halftime, he saw the footage of the fight and realized nobody from his team came to his aid. So the second half he came out and he just like, like Kobe did that one year against the Suns, I think it was, he just like passes the ball and refuses to shoot the whole time. Maybe that was against Sacramento. I don't know, but like it was, it was just hilarious how petty this motherfucker was. Like if you want to see a petty motherfucker getting back into wrestling. I just thought about it. Look up Shawn Michaels selling against Hulk Hogan. It's one of the greatest things you'll ever see. He oversells everything Hulk Hogan. Oh, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Hogan was really old at that point. Yeah. And, and then, he's like falling out. Like he gets hit. And he, he flies across the room. Oh, I thought he was just doing a good job. I didn't. No, nah, no. Nah, he's <laughs> fucking with Hogan. 
Wow, Hogan, you're so strong. It's like he had to do the job for Hogan, so he's like, okay, I'll just oversell everything. Well, I just, I just like the idea of like ending your whole team season just because they didn't come to help you in a fight. Hell yeah! <laughs> I just hard to your teammate, but also how much did his teammates already hate him before that? Like to not even help him out in that fight, like. This was bef- this was the back in the day NBA when you could fight and it was no problem at all and you could leave the bench and it was encouraged. And now it's just like, nah, fuck you. All right. Let's see. Anything else we missed? Anything? Anything? Um, I'm getting married. You're getting married? Who's no. congratulations, Maddie? No, I want some nice money this weekend playing poker. My birthday's on Friday. So happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. I le- well, you don't wear my gifts. I give you, so I'm done giving gifts to you. You. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, no, I, I always appreciate your gifts. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not really a gift guy unless it's my older sister. Cause she always, it's like, if I need something, she'll be there for me, you know, but uh, I don't know. I have birthdays at this age. It's like, I spend all day just liking everybody's happy birthday on Facebook because if I forget like I don't want to like not forget somebody that takes their time out to say happy birthday so all day I just go thank you thank you thank you like 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 <laughs> that's my birthday that's a it's a, why don't you have a party now you got that sick new garage well uh I'm gonna go play poker at the print shop Friday night so that's where I'll be spending it with the degenerates there you uh, go that's a great birthday Van Nuys. Hopefully yeah, they'll get fun. me something nice. What, what 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 would you expect your poker buddies to get you? Like a cake with a dildo on it? Like... Yeah. Or a flashlight. <laughs> One year, my buddy, uh, I had a party. My buddy got me a cake and it just said twat across the top. That's pretty yeah. good. When I was in college, these guys got the place to do a guy bending over and said, Ooga. <laughs> obviously, obviously, things were a lot different back then, but. That was my twenty. I, I, yeah, but that's uh, when you when you step into a poker game, you're you're stepping back in time about thirty years. So, who knows? You know. Yeah, a lot of these guys will have no problem busting me on my birthday. I'd be like, I'm taking you out. Yeah. So well, good luck. Well, happy birthday, another man! Another year, man. Aries, stubborn but talented. Remember another that. trip around the sun. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Life goes so fucking fast. It really does. Like I can really talk about loved now, ones like, you love them. How like you know when I was a kid, we had nine channels. Some of my televisions were black and white. Uh, Never had that. Yeah, you had a rotary phone, Jim. You had a brother, right? We we didn't have like a landline. We didn't have a rotary phone. Did you have a brother or sister? I got a little brother. So you know, like you had to talk on the phone. You had to fight with your family, and then your sister would get on the other line and be like, "Get off the phone! I need to use it." Yeah, I did have that when I would like call my buds or whatever. It's wow. fucking brutal, Jim. It's the final. Then you call somebody that's busy because you know they're on the phone with some. Oh, when it was busy, you just keep calling. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like going, trying to find a party on the weekend when like you're in high school with no cell phone was the worst. Or somebody gives you directions on paper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we used to we used to party like in the woods where I grew up. Yeah. So if Same. you were going we to a party to field, weren't familiar, you had to like find this entrance 
Or you knock like, on somebody's door. It was like an adventure nowhere. novel. You were like yep. looking for the secret entrance and then you're driving back in the woods. And some of them you'd have to drive back in the woods miles. So you're you like, just, man, you just go I for the lights. Get, I'm in the movie Deliverance. I, we're going to get murdered back here easily. And then next thing you know, after a little while, you just see a, a glare of a campfire. You hear some Guns and Roses playing and you're like, okay, I have found it. I am here and I will get drunk. Damn right. Well, yeah. It was a different time back then, brothers. Times. All right, everybody. That I guess that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Maybe we should start watching movies again here soon because uh, we're drying up, drying up with all the sports are, are leaving us. And unless you want to talk, well, uh, we got playoff stuff coming, and we got XFL playoffs, and we can maybe we can do like some sort of movie top ten movies of certain genres or something. We all can right, do top ten. High school movies, top ten uh, uh, movies about slow clapping. There's whole movies about slow clapping. Well, there's always the '80s movies always had the yeah. slow clap. Or one guy, guy one guy starts it. Yep. And then it's uh, and it picks up. Yep. And then they're all like, "Yeah!" Like I love to do top ten gambling movies, Jim. There's a great one in Luke too. Uh, did you ever see the one with? Uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus called Let It Ride, where he wins. He goes to the track and he wins like eight races in a row. I remember that. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I With Buster I, Point Dexter. <laughs> hey, yeah, he plays a degenerate gambler. I think the oh, last gambling yeah. movie I watched was Mississippi Grind. Oh, what about the card? How was that? Did you like that? I did like that. I did like you that see director. The card counter. Card cover was good, but that's like an artsy one. I don't even know. Like, yeah. that was what about Runner Runner? Oh God, that was the I, I saw, <laughs> dude. I saw that with Andy Ruther in the theaters, and that was we both and we both have very different tastes and yeah. things, and, and we're just like, does. this is the worst sack of shit movie I've ever well, seen. Well, I kind of like it because all these uh, offline gambling are in those countries. Sure, so kind of like what if you got to meet who really runs this shit? And they were well, super evil. It was funny too because yeah, when you're talking about companies in like Costa Rica or whatever, yeah. like back when I was still uh involved with dirty sports and stuff, we got ripped off by, by some Costa Rican yeah. outfit that was my like bookie, advertising yeah. with us nonstop. But you know, I don't think it was excuse. my book. I don't think it was my bookie. I think it was the middleman that fucked you guys. Oh, yeah, up. yeah. It was the ad buyer. It he was, was the just... ad buyer. He lied to you. And what he a said, slick piece of shit yeah, that guy that's was. Amazing. One what of the an asshole. Oh, I mean, that, I mean, he uh, like probably owed us like 5,000 or 10,000 by the time it was all done. It was amazing. like, oh, God. What a there was a fallout from that. It was yeah. really bad. But yeah, there was yeah, I definitely like the idea of what was going on in Runner Runner, but the I mean it just God, didn't it just, execute well. I mean, Ben Affleck is good in certain roles. He's great yeah. in certain roles, not good in this one. Uh Justin Timberlake, this might have been like the last time they gave him like a big movie. Well, it's hard to believe movie. he's a poker no, superstar. He's just a cute, he's a cute guy. Yeah, not many That's poker it. champs look like him. No, but I, I don't think he's really been in a movie since then, you know. No, he really hasn't. But I know somebody who uh, is a real estate agent in Montana, and he was looking at a house there, and he's just making a lot of money behind the scenes now. Doing what? What's JT up to? Well, he's in business. It's just like it comes a time <laughs> where, like, you know what? I don't 
I don't need to get in front of the camera. I got a wife. Right. He's like, I don't want to dance anymore. Well, yeah, I like that. Then he just became a guy that wears flannels and plays acoustic guitar and stuff, too. Like, he's just not dancing. He refuses. Well, a lot of these guys, they go from, like, rap. They really get into rap. Then they get into country. Then they get into alt. They kind of go through phases of their life. Like Jim, you know, Jim. Yeah. He was a college football guy, and then he was USFL, now XFL. It's like different phases. Yep. There's different gyms, Matty. Yeah. Soon to be WWE, uh, UFC gym. Yeah. Or whatever. WWE, USC. Oh, by the way, speaking of Entourage, they're showing them on True TV now from the beginning. Oh, really? It was a good show. The first few seasons were fantastic. This was funny. I, I quit watching because the first season, everything was sort of like the same plot almost every episode. And then yeah. when I tuned back in later on, I'm like, okay, the show got better. So they can't like, really yeah, they stopped being as like episodic. Yeah, they can't do the jokes they once did, though. Uh, and the first episode, Jeremy Piven's driving and he says, quote, unquote, do they drive like that in Tiananmen Square, bitch? <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he always went Cancel. low hanging fruit. <laughs> Can't do that. No. Well, no. Now Jeremy Piven is canceled, not because of that, but because he. And I try to think about like he turtle. It was, I don't know. It was like rape stuff or something. Oh, yeah, okay. like very touchy feely during movies. Jim, yeah. what are your thoughts on Turtle? Would you like to write a 10,000 word essay on Turtle and his not, impact on it? Maybe American not 10,000. Yeah. Did you ever uh, see that Twitter account, uh, Doug Ellen's assistant? No, but I couldn't imagine. It was really funny. It was fucking hilarious. It is weird how that show was the most popular show. And it went from that to like, this is the rapiest show in America that has to like go away. That's like a, a, a just comp- it just didn't age well. And I don't well, no, that, it, well, then they're like, OK, we can't get away with this anymore. But, you know, minorities can get away with this. So let's just create ballers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, The Rock uh, took better scripts than Hulk Hogan. I was actually on. I'll, I'll end it at this. But I was having a conversation with my buddy about Hogan and The Rock and why Rock has a great movie career and Hogan didn't. And I'm like, Hogan just picked shitty things. Like, he tried to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. He should have never done that. Yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, he did, he picked shitty things. He also, there was some movie where he was off steroids, and he looks sickly almost. Like, yeah. It was weird. And, uh, like, The Rock's career was pretty much dead, too. There was just an article about this. Had, yeah, when he was doing all those, like, family movies. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was, like, then when he started, then when, uh, Kevin Hart, he and Kevin Hart started doing movies. All of a sudden, it was like, okay, we found the perfect niche for him. But he can't carry a movie on his own. That's the problem with the he's rock. He's very charming, though. He's yeah, charming, he's- but he can't like, like that Black Adam movie was so bad. It's because and- like he could, he only plays the rock. Yeah, but everybody's gonna make, which bombs. is fine. But you can't have that. You need that sidekick. You need that. Thing. like schwarzenegger could carry a movie even though like well like take kindergarten cop i mean here you got the biggest ah! terminator he's like the scariest toughest guy and then like these little kindergartners are running wild over him and that's exactly what hogan did with suburban commando or whatever the fuck that movie was called 
Yeah. And it just didn't work. And it's like, hey, we're going to do something like that. It, you kind of got to go. You got to think outside the box. You really Maddie, were do. people quoting Schwarzenegger to you when you got diagnosed with your brain tumor? Why would they say that? Oh, the it's not a tumor. No, but I remember in high school, we'd always go, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper now. Do it. Do it and to the buck now. Twins came out, the joke was like, anytime I had a good looking friend, it was always like, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're Danny DeVito. <laughs> I wonder if Batista will ever get a lead role. Batista is actually the best actor out of all. What about yeah, Roddy like, Piper? They live. Oh, I that mean, was fantastic. Oh, fantastic. There was another one too called Hell Comes to Frogtown too, which was just a, oh, such a bizarre movie, but it was really good. I Roddy Piper one. was good in those movies. Terry I Kong. mean, also he was really good in It's Always Sunny. What about Terry Kong? He was oh, was he? I didn't know he was. Terry he played, he played a wrestler. He played a uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Since we're talking about, you know, he was he, he was really good friends with Richard Tyson, who was the bad guy in Kindergarten Cop, and the, one of my all time favorite cult movies. Which what am I gonna say? One of your all time favorite movie? Uh, oh, you're talking about Three O'clock High, probably. Yes, Jim, yes. you need to watch that right now. I might watch that tonight. I might. Three o'clock high. My dad, I, you want to know how young I was? My dad yeah. was like, made me close my eyes during like that scene where they're, that girl's trying to fuck the guy or something. Like, the we're, the we English to, teacher or the yeah. weird looking girl? No, his, so his. Like olive oil. Olive, the olive oil one. She lit all these yeah. candles. That's all I remember. Oh, that's and a great She's like, scene, I yeah. want to bond with you. And I'm like, dad, what does that mean? He's like, he's going to ball her. <laughs> yeah. So Jim, let me give you the premise of this movie. This kid's in high school. He's kind of like a nerdy, but not. he's not like a nerd. He's just not really that. He's just like an average kid. And the rumor is uh, the biggest bully from the rival school got kicked out of the school. Now is going to his high school. And he meets him in the bathroom. And he kind of puts his hand on the guy. And the guy's like, nobody touches me. And he's like, we're fighting at 3 o'clock. So he's got to fight the biggest bully at three o'clock and he doesn't know what to do. And it's like nine in the morning and he's got to get through the day and figure out what to do. And it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> All right. I think I got to go see a movie. I'll send you so. the trailer right now. It's so fucking I'm good. watching the trailer. I have the trailer yeah, pulled it's, up. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for as we, you, as we enter the whole portion of Sports Soul because uh, we're, we're getting less and less sports coming. So uh, we'll see you guys next week for another edition of the Sports Soul. A toodaloo. A toodaloo.